jingle bells, Batman smells. Uh, what is it? What the fuck is it? Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel and Joker took ballet. <laughs> is that it? I don't know. But I want to talk about cuffing season. I've been informed that that is uh, coming up. It's it's around the corner. We're gearing up for it. Um, I personally don't think I've ever been tried to... I've ever been, uh, someone's tried to cuff me? Maybe. Um, I don't think so. Um, but I guess a lot of people are trying to cuff up or snuggle up for the winter. So, um, we're gonna talk about it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Grace with hashtag Grace's Dating Chronicles on the Glam Diaries. Y'all, cuffing season. I, I, you, you guys know I talk about my dating life and the guys that I date. I've been talking about it for a really long time over on my Facebook page doing live videos. And now I'm here and I want to talk about cuffing season. During one of my videos, I was talking about dating and someone said like, these guys are feeling the itch to, you know, lock somebody down for the holidays. And so I took to the people and I asked, is cuffing season really a thing? And I got a mixed review. It was pretty much 50-50. Some people said, yes, cuffing season is for sure a thing. And some people said, no, cuffing season is not a thing. Now, here's what I think. I think that... It depends on the person, obviously. Some people really love like the holidays and they just want to spend it with somebody. So if they're dating somebody, maybe casually, they're going to try to lock it down for the holidays. And I do feel a lot of guys, especially as they get a little bit older, they do want to try to lock somebody down for the holidays. Me? Personally, I'm pretty much like the exact opposite. I do not want to be in any sort of new relationship anytime near the holidays because there's just so much that happens and there's so much responsibility and it's just so stressful that I just avoid it at all costs. Like right now, I am honestly probably going to delete all of my dating apps hide inside of my house and um never talk to a man until maybe like December 31st New Year's Eve party like I'll probably make out with another random man that I couldn't even pick out of a lineup in a jail cell if I had to because I can't remember what they look like (laughs) I should have known how 2020 was gonna go after my New Year's Eve but that's a whole different story that's a story for another day so cuffing season. I asked the people, is it a thing? And some people said yes. Some people said no. Now, then I asked, do you like to be with somebody for the holiday? And the people who answered yes, um, they're all people who are like married. So they like have a family and they probably like, like to have traditions with their, you know, family and their kids and stuff. And people who have been in like relationships for a long time are like yes I love being with someone for the holidays it has to be merry and bright and and nice and all of my single friends pretty much said like nah (laughs) 
like, nah. Um, I mean, it would be nice to have a steady relationship during the holidays because I feel like it can be kind of fun. But if you're in like that talking phase, we are not rushing it to lock down during the holidays. I feel like that is just the opposite of anything that I would ever want in most of my single friends anyway, either. Uh, words are hard you guys um I don't think any of my single friends would want that either to like rush from like the talking or casually dating phase into a relationship just because it's the holiday season it's too much pressure the next thing I want to talk about is when do you bring do you bring the person let's say you do move into that dating phase serious committed um, everyone, both are on the same page. You're exclusive. Do you introduce them to your family? Or is there like a time period? I'm going to give y'all my perspective on this. And I'm going to talk about a couple of the good answers that I got that I agree with. Here's my perspective. Um, I live very far away from my immediate family. So like my mom and my sisters, I don't live near them. And I don't go home for Christmas ever. Um, so there's one thing. If I was dating someone, you know, exclusively, I do usually do family stuff around here because I have some family here. Mm, like aunts and cousins so I think maybe if I was dating somebody that I really like I would bring them to that family function just because I mean they could tell me oh I like this person or oh, I don't really like this person and I would be like okay I understand your opinion but like it's not that I don't care, but I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be like a game changer or a deal breaker for me if, you know, my aunt or my cousin doesn't like a guy that I'm dating. Even though they're usually like a pretty good judge of character, which is pretty helpful. Um, Around my family, like my mom and my sisters, I don't think that I would bring anybody around them Unless we were like seriously dating for at least six months before whatever holiday. Like I, probably a year, honestly. I am not a person to bring somebody around my family pretty quickly. Especially if you're just brand new to dating. Hell no. Hell no. Because, I mean, let's be real. Like, I don't know if it's going to last. And that is honestly the most embarrassing thing when you, like, tell your family about a guy or you bring a guy to a family function, uh, let's say Thanksgiving, and then everybody likes him and they're like, oh my God, Grace, he's so great. And then Christmas rolls around dude's fucking gone um that is the fucking most embarrassing thing ever even like I have family that asks me about men that I've dated literally like two years ago they're like oh have you talked to like so and so like I don't 
don't know if people who are not dating know how dating works nowadays. Like, once you break up, you don't fucking talk ever again. Um, maybe, like, years down the road, but, like, probably not. And most men are so immature, they just, like, freak out and never want to talk to anybody ever again. So, it's just so... Oh, I can't do it. I can't bring a guy around my family unless it has been a long fucking time. I honestly, like my mom and my sisters, I could probably count on one hand the number of boyfriends or people I'm dating that they've met. Because it's just not, I'm not going to bring them around. I'm not bringing them around if it's not serious. My mom and sisters have not even met people who I've seriously dated like I literally lived with a dude for like three years and my mom and sisters never fucking met him thank god because he was a fucking douchebag but (laughs) you know what are you gonna do I I it's it's harder because they don't live here and I don't go home that often but I don't know it's just a whole thing I think that it's really weird when people want to introduce you to their family super quickly maybe it's because they like really care what their parents think (laughs) I'm the kind of person like if my mom hates somebody I'm dating I'm gonna be like well ma you don't have to date him so um as long as he's not being a huge jerk to me it shouldn't really matter what you think. Um, and my family's pretty cool. Like, they kind of get that. But some families are just way too involved. And that's why I don't, like, I think it's weird when guys want to introduce you to their family so much. Because, like, is their parents or their siblings going to, like, dictate how this person feels about me because I think that's weird like do they not have their own brain to create their own feelings about me now I will say sometimes your family can see red flags before you can because let's be real girls us girls especially sometimes we're fucking colorblind like we can't see any of the red flags flying you know what I mean I just think it's really weird to introduce people to your family so soon because if it hasn't already been like a pretty long-term relationship like six months or a year if it's a month or two months I don't know if this is gonna fucking last I don't want to introduce you to my family and then it not work out you know what I mean because I literally hate that it's just like the worst thing in the world to me Now, on the complete opposite spectrum, I don't mind meeting other people's families, me personally, because I'm a fucking chameleon, okay? I can adapt myself to any situation. Now, do I like to? No. Um, I would prefer a guy not even ask me to go to a family function sooner than six months. Um, I will be like, "Mm," especially if it's like a dinner or something like with your parents like an intimate like family gathering that is a no for me but I'm a chameleon like most 
I can get along in a lot of different situations. I can adapt myself to a lot of different situations and thrive thrive people usually love me but the reason why I get nervous meeting people's families is because one of my longest term relationships this dude's mom hated my fucking guts and she was one of those moms that like would never say she didn't like me but her comments we're always like, this girl's a huge piece of shit. And like, she would talk shit about me to uh, my boyfriend, her son, like behind my back. And so that honestly, like just ruined any type of faith that I had in like somebody's mom. And oh my god, I- I'm like, honestly, just scarred for life. Now I think it's just like a trauma that I can't really get over. I could never imagine dating a guy. And I really like this guy like we live together and everything. This bitch hated my guts. Nobody has ever hated my guts ever none of my other boyfriends moms ever hated my guts they all loved me um you know we would like cook together and I mean honestly they liked me more than their own children um but this lady just hated my guts and I'm sure if you asked her today she would say oh my god no I didn't hate you blah 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 but that's some fucking bullshit like let's be real So the last thing I want to talk about about cuffing season is the family asking your relationship status. When obviously you show up on your own, like any fucking normal millennial that I know, I don't, I just don't understand people who will bring like random every person they date to family functions. That's my opinion. I think y'all who do that shit are fucking insane. Okay. Um, if you have been dating for someone for less than six months and you bring them to a fucking family function, honestly, I think you're an insane psychopath. Side note, when your family asks you, are you single? Are you dating anybody? Does it bother you? Um, I'm going to tell you what I think. Yes, it fucking bothers me. Like, obviously, if they're not here, y'all don't need to know about them. Even if there is somebody. Am I single? Maybe. Am I dating somebody? Maybe. Am I fucking somebody? Maybe. If they're not here, that means they're not important enough or, like, a big enough part of my life for you to ask me. So don't. If I want to offer up the information, I will. Okay. If I'm excited about a guy, talking to a guy, I might say, oh yeah, I'm talking to somebody. I'll offer up the information myself. If I don't, don't ask me. Y'all, I'm about to go through the most stressful two weekends of my life and I know that's funny for me to say right now because this is like post-election where people's stress is higher than it's ever been and now I have to fucking fly to New York get a COVID test swapped my fucking nose 700 fucking times to get into New York State I'm not sure New York it's not that big of a deal okay 
Like, I, chill, okay? You blacked out literally every single state. I think you're fucking ridiculous. And you can tell the governor I said that shit. You're crazy. Anyways, I have to go to this fucking wedding. And I'm going to be, I think I'm probably like the only single one left in the fucking family. So here am I going to be all the fuck by myself. And everyone's going to be like, Gracie, don't you have a boyfriend yet? Don't you like anybody? You're getting kind of old. Are you going to settle down? Oh, God. I could honestly stab someone's eyeballs with a fork when they say that shit and I think it's a generational thing because um obviously a lot of people think like you're if you're not married the only thing that you're supposed to do in life is get married and have kids I personally think that's fucking archaic I don't think that you need to be married and have kids to have a successful and fulfilling life I think that's completely boggles people's minds but that's how I fucking feel and I am dreading even the thought of somebody asking me that I hope it's a fucking open bar because if anybody starts to ask me about when I'm gonna get a boyfriend or when I'm gonna settle down. I'm getting kinda old. Am I gonna have kids? I am going to chug 17 bottles of wine. And then I am going to probably cry. (laughs) Not because I need to get married or have a child, but because I'm so pissed off. (laughs) And then, After this weekend, after I go to a wedding with all of my family where everyone is, like, settled down, even my cousins who are, like, younger than me are, like, engaged. Both of my sisters have fucking kids, starting families. Here I am, my old ass, single, no kids. (laughs) I prefer it that way. I like it. I like to, I'm going to be that crazy, weird aunt that's, like, buying expensive shit for these kids and like chugging three bottles of wine on a Friday at 3 p.m. That's fine with me. I'll bring them on fucking vacations with me because I don't have to waste my money on children. So anyways, that's going to terrorize me. And then the next weekend, (laughs) I have to attend a wedding (laughs) with a friend who is going to rub for a friend this person is going to rub getting married into my face for all of eternity okay it's just that kind of friendship people call us frenemies which I can agree with and disagree with I don't think I'm the one that makes the frenemy vibe some people may argue with me, but I this person has been rubbing the the fact that she has been dating this person in my face for I mean years now. And now that she she actually got married and they're having a wedding, the fact that now she is 
getting married and having a wedding, she's going to rub this shit in my face for all of eternity. I mean, every single thing, every conversation is like, I'm married now. Can't go out. I'm married now. Sounds like a fucking problem if you can't go out anymore because you're fucking married. Why not? Are you on a leash or what? I mean, I'm really excited. I'm so happy for her. I'm glad she found someone so nice. Guy is great. Um, I hope they live happily ever after. I'm going to write something on the card and it's going to be super cute. Um, but I just know that I'm going to get this shit rubbed in my face for fucking ever. And there is like a running joke that I'm going to um, fuck this guy's brother at the wedding. <laughs> and I mean, I might try just to really spice up the wedding a little. Give people something to talk about. Because if they're not talking about me, shit, I don't think there's anything else exciting that's going to be happening. Um, so, yeah, pray for me, y'all. Th- the month of November is going to be a rough one for my soul. Um, it's going to be, like, highs and lows. Like, going to be great to see the people I love get married and be married forever. Going to be pretty fucking low because I'm by myself and I got ghosted twice in October. <laughs> Like, how do actually people, how do people find somebody who they really know that they want to spend the rest of their life with? How do you know? I don't think I have ever met someone like that, so someone please advise. Let's whine about it. Okay, y'all, so last week I decided I was going to do this segment called Whine About It while I whine about things Fuck, my roommate just got home. I'm trying to record this in my fucking kitchen. Okay, whine about it. It's where I whine and bitch about things while also trying a new wine and telling y'all about it. And these are not sponsored yet, but if any of these wines want to sponsor me, I really like to drink wine. So this week I got a wine. It's a very high-class wine. It's like a $4. It's called Colored Block, and it's a cab, and it has a twist-off. So you know it's very, very classy. So I prefer to drink my wine in some of those tumblers um not like an actual wine glass because I'm not that classy um but I do the tumblers and I also put an ice cube in my fucking red wine so please come at me I mean so I'm gonna try this it's called color block the reason why I picked it is because it was four dollars and also I pick wines by the label (laughs) I'm very classy so let's try it Oh, um, I like it. I, I think it needs to air out a little bit for $4. It's not very strong. Mm. Easy to drink, I think. Mm, has a little bit of a... Um, I'm getting notes of cherry blossom and chocolate and dirt. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything really about wine. This says it's from Chile. So I would assume 
let's see, what does it say? It says, late in the fall, vineyards put on a vivid display of color, creating a patchwork of gold, crimson, and burgundy. Color block wines are inspired by this explosion of color. <laughs> Damn, sounds sensual. Our Cabernet Sauvignon is bursting with flavors of ripe blackberries and black pepper. Oh yeah, I got the pepper. I got it. I got it. And a crowd pleaser with any brie, short ribs, skirt steak, or anything with bacon. I mean, yeah, make some short ribs, serve a $4 wine. It's going to be great. So now let's whine about some shit. So I just lit a candle so I could drink my wine and bitch about some stuff and get really cozy. So this is what I want to whine about this week. By the way, um, I think whine about it might be trademarked somewhere and I would not like to get sued. Um, so if it is, just let me know and I'll change it like ASAP. Um, I just want to talk about wine and complain about things, which is... I mean, mostly of what this podcast has been. Anyways, this is what I'm whining about. I want to whine about... um, I don't know if I really want to whine about anything. I just want to whine about how fucking exhausting the world is right now. I know many of y'all are listening to this. This drops on Sundays. So there's been a lot going on in the world. The election, 2020 is a dumpster fire. Um, Is anybody else like perpetually exhausted? Or is that just me? I have been working like two full-time jobs, trying to have a podcast, trying to have a side hustle, and I'm just fucking so tired. I feel like I'm running so thin, and I do not even know. I actually was talking about this with a friend. I don't even know how to relax myself in a good way, like self-care. I know I said I want to talk about self-care on this podcast, but right now my self-care is like drowning myself in a bottle of wine, which is not healthy. (laughs) I don't really know. And like hobbies, like I don't even know lately, like what it is that I like to do. (laughs) I feel like I... Everything that I do somehow is focused around some kind of work that I'm doing. And I don't think anything that I enjoy doing is like for me only. Like has nothing to do with work, has nothing to do with, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, honestly, like making this podcast is kind of therapeutic for me. I feel like I can just like spew all the shit out that I want to talk about and someone somewhere is going to relate to me and be like, yeah, I get this bitch. I get this bitch. So like, how do people find hobbies? (laughs) I, I, I like used to like to cook a lot, but now I, I don't live by myself. I have two roommates, but we don't cook together. Like we all kind of do our own thing. I don't like to cook for myself. Like 
I it, I don't enjoy it. I love food. I I love watching shows about food. Um, I really do like cooking, but I don't like cooking for myself. And also, I feel like lately I don't really like to be around people that much. So I don't want to like have people over for dinner a lot. You know what I mean? Like um, when I can cook for my roommate, I really do enjoy that. But that's maybe like once a week maybe if our schedules align because I'm not gonna like beg my roommate like can you please stay home with me so I can cook for you like I enjoy it and it's not like I'm gonna bake something and bring it to people I'm not a fucking baker not a fucking baker I think baking is fucking weird I will uh, enjoy some baked goods if somebody makes them for me but I do not like to fucking bake I like to cook. I like to wing some fucking recipes. I like to throw together some meatloaf that my mom, fuck, her recipe is literally to die for. Everyone who loves meatloaf will love this fucking meatloaf. It is so good. I made it. It is like a fucking orgasmic meatloaf, which is a weird thing to say about meatloaf, but it is so good. So I really like to cook, but I don't like cooking for myself. So like that's not enjoyable for me because then I have to say, okay, well, um, I have to try to find a friend to come over that I can tolerate right now because my literal patience for people is so low because I'm so tired and so sick of talking to people lately. <laughs> like I go out by myself so I don't have to talk to people or I do have a friend group that I can go out with and like they don't talk to me because they know I'm just trying to relax and that's my guy group of friends and that's why I enjoy them is because they don't force me to have conversations with them they know I like to be in their company but like not we don't necessarily have to like talk the whole time you know what I mean so like I enjoy that about them but anyways so I don't even know like hobbies what can my hobbies be like walking the bayou I enjoy doing that but now it gets dark so early I honestly if it's dark I want to go to sleep I don't understand uh It just makes me want to go to sleep. I like going to sleep when it's dark and I like being awake when it's light. Like I'm early to bed, early to rise type of person. What else kind of hobbies are there? Coloring? I don't, I have a coloring book, but I don't know if that's really very therapeutic for me. A lot of people are like, like to go shopping and like to go to the mall. Hate the fucking mall. Don't want to go shopping ever. Don't want to spend my money on shit. Like I don't spend my money on fucking anything. Obviously I bought a $4 bottle of wine. I like to spend my money on going out to lunch. That's about the only thing I like to spend my money on. Um, I guess a hobby could be like trying new restaurants, but I don't know if that's a hobby. I don't, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, I, I, what are some hobbies that I could get? That's, I, I guess I'm, I sound like a fucking loser. What are hobbies that people have? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna go fishing, you know, like a dude. Like, I'm not gonna, um, you know, take a kickball or something. Like, that sounds fucking terrible to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are some hobbies? Maybe I can get into reading some books again. I haven't read a book in quite some time. I feel like reading an actual book is a lot different than like listening to a book. So that could be a good hobby. So basically I'm just whining about this week how I'm 
so tired. And I can't be the only one who feels completely exhausted from 2020 and all of the bullshit dumpster fire that's happening in the world. Like, honestly, I don't even know what to think. Like, I can't even think forward into the future far enough because my brain hurts. And honestly, scrolling social media, I have honestly come to hate social media. I built a pretty successful business on social media solely. And then now I fucking hate it. I hate it. I I mean, people just spew their opinions, but like they're not doing anything about it. And they're just putting people down. Everyone's putting everybody down. And oh God, I don't know. And then the celebrities. God, I hate following celebrities. That shit just drives me up the wall. They're like, we're all in this together. Bitch, no. You make millions of fucking dollars. You ain't got it the same as the rest of us. So shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, hate that shit. Um, I have really liked to listen to podcasts lately. So maybe that's a hobby. And like, I guess this podcasting is a hobby until somebody decides to fucking sponsor me. (coughs) Somebody out there, please. Or until we sell merch. Like until I make like a one penny on this shit. I guess this is a hobby. So this is one of my hobbies. But like, what are some of your hobbies? And how do you get hobbies? so pathetic. (laughs) So I guess I'm just whining that like I'm really tired and I sound really pathetic. (laughs) Like I feel like going out to watch football. Oh, I guess the Buffalo Bills are a good hobby. I like to watch the Bills. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Shout out to all my Bills Mafia bitches out there. Um, Oh, I also did try to take up tie-dyeing things at the beginning of a quarantine, but that only lasted for one shirt. I guess I could take it up again. I mean, tie-dye is kind of out of season now. Maybe I could do some fall colors. Um, But if you guys have any suggestions for hobbies, um, besides like swiping on Bumble, drinking a bottle of wine to my face every night, and... uh, I don't know, going to sleep at 7 p.m.? If you could just let me know, like, some good ideas, that would be A1, the show. So that'll wrap it up, you guys. Cuffing season is upon us. If you're casually dating someone or fucking someone, you have a friends with benefits they might try to lock you down. So look out for those signs. Um, Y'all, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Share it, rate it, review it, leave me a comment. Super obnoxious, but we got to get this shit off the ground. I love you guys. Um, Follow me on Facebook at The Glam Diaries. That's G-L-A-M-D-I-A-R-I-E-S. Glam Diaries. Remember, we don't really talk about makeup here. And then follow me on Instagram. My name is Elite Beauty Babe. And I will see you motherfuckers next week.